Welcome to the Arkansas Beer Cast with Mike and Big Ray from Craft Beer Bucket List. In this episode, we'll be visiting an Arkansas brewery you have to try before you die. Hello everyone, I'm your host, Big Ray. Thanks for tuning in to the Arkansas BeerCast. In this episode, Mike and I got to visit Point Remove, a fantastic brewery in Moralton, Arkansas. Mike, are you ready to crack into this episode? Does that say yes? I believe it does. Whoo, buddy, yeah. I'm excited to record another podcast with you. How are you doing tonight, buddy? Man, you, you said how are you doing just as I was taking a drink. I'm doing really good. <laughs> and... I got to say, dude, I'm just kind of pumped about this whole project. We're working with the Arkansas Brewers Guild to visit the various brewers across uh, Arkansas, which I would like to do anyway. So it's, you know, it's a win-win. Visit breweries, talk to people uh, at the breweries, talk to people that work at the breweries, get to try new beers, hang out with my best bud. I mean, like on and on. This is great. I'm pumped. Yeah, there's a whole a whole list of wins here. And yeah. what's what, what I'm really loving about this is the the awesome folks that are traveling all through Arkansas right now, listening to these episodes about our visits to these breweries. So it's it's a big deal. Uh, again, I, I love the collaboration. And uh, dude, point remove, Moralton, Arkansas. Uh, you know, I've been all across the state of Arkansas. I mean, obviously enough. Uh, but I have never stopped in Moralton before our visit. And I feel bad for having not done it because there's some cool stuff there. Uh, I feel like I'm completely missed out. Yeah. And now that they've got this brewery there, there's a, yet another reason uh, to get off I-40. And it's not like it's that far away from anything, right? True. So it's about 45, maybe 50 minutes, you know, west of Little Rock. Yeah. Maybe an hour and a half from Fort Smith, give or Ish. take, depending yeah. On, on. Yeah, you know. Um, so if, if you folks that are on a bicycle listening to this right now, um, <laughs> these numbers are, are going to be skewed, uh, but for everyone else, you know, in, in a vehicle, a car, truck, just whatever, uh, they're going to get there a lot faster than you are. So, uh, I would encourage you to listen to some other episodes of this podcast on your way for, if you're riding a bicycle, um, if you're going to visit, there's a state, oh gosh, Mike, this one, I'm going to call in your knowledge here. What's yeah. what's that state park close to the brewery? It's Petty Jean, and we'll talk about that yes. here in a little bit. Um, and there's several other parks really close. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, and I'm, I've got so many great things I want to talk about <laughs> the brewery here. Yeah. And sure. uh, one thing, as when we pulled off of, uh, I think it was exit 108. Yeah. And as we're driving to the brewery, um, it kind of felt like we were driving into the middle of nothing. Moralton is not a very big town. Um, I remember driving down the railroad tracks you know, as we come up to it and we're driving, I'm like, dude, that's the brewery. It stands out as it yeah. should. It was very well put together and it's eye catching. They've got these bright yellow plastic chains that go around the front of the brewery that lead you up to the front door. Yeah. And uh, when we pulled in and parked and we got out, you know, something that caught my eye and I had to yeah. stop and, and admire these was this giant thick rebar 
that was just stuck in the ground for the stakes for these bright yellow chains. And I thought, oh, this is fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then I had a surprise finding more of this rebar on the inside. And, uh, we, you know, we'll talk more about that and all the other awesomeness of this brewery here. Uh, but again, from the road, uh, right off the interstate, if you've never been, it may be a little off-putting. Don't let that slow you down. Push on. Follow your GPS, whichever you use. You're doing fine. You'll get there. Look for those bright yellow chains. You'll know you've made it. And also the the lamps they have outside. They've done a, Moralton has done a great job of, you know, revitalizing the area right there around the brewery. And I really like the lamp posts that were outside as well. I thought that was very, very cool little touch. Very cool feature. So those yeah. are things that get me excited. And sure. I think other folks, you know, are going to get excited for this too. As if they haven't already been, as they hear this episode, they're going to be like, dude, I've got to go check out this brewery. But in any case, Mike, um, I, I need to let you talk for a minute. I'm just rambling <laughs> on here. So, you know, you and I had the chance to visit and while we were there, we got to talk to a couple people. Um, first we got to talk to Delaney, the taproom supervisor. Uh, well, and we, we have a clip. Let's let her introduce herself. Uh, I'm Delaney. I am now within like the last week, um, the tap room supervisor out here. Um, I pour drinks mostly, talk about the beer, the wines, help people find what they like to drink. And then we also talked to Buck and he's going to be working in the back of the house, kind of doing a few different things. And here's a clip of him introducing himself. Yeah, so I'm going to be going to the back of the house. So I've uh, kind of been in the front of the house my whole life. But uh, just um, we had some opportunities to come up and some rearranging of people. So we're, I'm going to be uh, going to the back to help our main brewer, uh, Seth Gately, a uh, guy out of Little Rock. He's doing an incredible job with our beers right now. So I'll be tagging along, helping him out, take care of the back. Now... Ray, you and I had several different beers. We visited, we tried several different beers. Um, first, I want to talk about, let's let's say the first group of three, right? We've got the, the Petty sure. Jean Pilsner, we've got the Blackjack Pirate Ale, and then we got the Longpool APA. And you said you, you thought the Longpool APA was pretty tight. Absolutely. So my favorite beer style is an IPA, but I also love it just a regular pale ale. And their Longpool was just on point. I don't want to sit here and drone on and on about the beer, uh, but it was a fantastic representation of the style, and it absolutely spoke to my taste, bros. I was super glad that this was put onto a flight uh, of beers for me to try. And so, and, and the Blackjack and the Petty Jean. So the Petty Jean Pilsner is very crisp, very light, easy to drink. Um, you know, as we were talking to Delaney and Buck and a few of the people that were there, they talked about how easy and easy drinking the Pilsner was and how tasty it was for being so easy drinking, but something better than that. You and I, um, well, you, you, you did too, but you know, I brought, I, I left there with some beer. I couldn't leave without beer. No. Right. So I, I no. grabbed a, a couple six pack of the Pilsner, a couple six pack of the blackjack pirate ale and brought it home. And this, so, you know, the, the weekend after we visited, which was a Memorial day weekend, had some friends over, uh, we were cooking out and I said, Hey, I want you to try this new, this new beer I picked up just to see what they thought, right? Just to see what they said. And everybody liked them both. Uh, in fact, uh, a couple down the street was talking about how they were going to go check it out next time. I guess, uh, you know, he goes to Little Rock and some Rolton's on the way. He's like, you know, next time I go there, I'm going to drop in and get my own. 
because uh, I, I told him he couldn't have mine. Um, but <laughs> but they had some good things to say about it. But I, again, I want to you know when you and I were there, we went outside and we talked to a couple that was from Little Rock who came down, visited the state park, and then dropped yes. into the brewery afterwards. And they could not quit raving about that that Pilsner. So I, I was pretty happy when I liked the Pilsner, when you liked the Pilsner, when somebody else that, you know, we had no influence over anything right like that, right? We just went out and chatted them up and they liked the Pilsner. I thought that was a pretty good one. Yeah, um, absolutely. And I remember there was even a couple, they, they came up on their mountain bikes while we were there. That's right. And uh, they securely got to park their mountain bikes, even have a rack in front of the brewery for people to lock up their bikes. They came in wearing their, their cycling clothes. I'm not a, I'm not a bicyclist. So I don't know what like the special shirt or shorts are called, but they had their gear on and, uh, both of them came in and also got the same Pilsner. Yeah. Now I'm thinking what a fantastic beer for a hot day. You're coming in to cool off. Uh, if you're working outside any plethora of things where you'd want just a crisp, refreshing beer, it fits right. and they did a fantastic job of it here. Right. And you know, so. I want to go back to the front of the building like you were talking about, because I remember when we were getting, I'd been there once before, twice before, now that I think about twice before. And it's, so it's an old, uh, it's an old Coca-Cola bottling plant. We'll, we'll get to the history in a minute, I guess, but man, it just looks so cool. Like, uh, and, and Hey, I know we talked a lot about it. I'll, I'll let you tell them about the, the furniture and the stuff that that's outside. Oh, so the, the, the patio furniture, the furniture inside, and even the bar itself, right? All done in-house. The folks that work at the brewery, I believe even the owner of the brewery, has a background in, in metalworking. And so they do all their own custom builds, their tables, their chairs, their stools. Um, you can tell they've got some fancy like plasma-type cutters because uh, they have their the point remove and their logo cut out into almost everything. And it, and it looks phenomenal. So one, they're excellent with branding. Uh, so kudos to them for that. They're excellent metal workers, but the furniture they built really just speaks to me, to the area, uh, to the trade, and they made it look well, uh, or they did well making it. It looks really good. So it's comfortable, it's rigid, and uh, it feels like it belongs in a brewery. Um, and neither, and thing, neither you nor me, we're, we're not light folks. Um, no, you're, you're a fairly big guy. Uh, I'm not, while I'm short, you know, I'll admit that I'm, I'm not like a skinny guy. And, uh, I didn't feel like they were, you know, like you, you sit on some stuff and it kind of feels flimsy and you're like, yeah. ah, not super comfortable. This doesn't feel that way. That's what not I like. That's what I liked about it. I, I, that's what I loved about it. Right. So yeah, it was very rigid. It held me up. You know, I'm, I'm pushing 400 pounds. I'm a huge dude. And uh, it held me up like a champion. So if it can pass the big ray test, it's going to pass for everyone else, right? Sure. So, but one thing I have to talk about, this just really, you know, that that giant rebar that we saw on the outside coming in. Yeah. The same rebar literally wraps the entire length of the bar. And when we were talking, you know, to the folks uh, inside, they let us know that it was one continuous weld from one end to the other to hold that to the bar. And I'm like, that is incredibly impressive because I, I walked the whole thing looking for a break in the weld and there isn't one. You could tell somebody just walked slowly and just made this one solid bead all the way around the top of the bar. And it looks fantastic. There's, you know, it, it's nice and smooth. 
and uh, it looks cool. So if they're willing to take the time to craft their own bar like that, imagine the effort they put in to their beers. Yeah, it was impressive. It was impressive. You know, like, and so you and I have visited a number of breweries at this point. And, and by number, oh, I mean sure. quite a number. Quite and a number. So I like when a brewery impresses me. And, I, and so that was one of the things that impressed me is the attention to detail and some of the stuff they made. I like the fact that they, when you're, when you're driving up or you're walking up or you're biking up to the brewery um, from a couple of different angles, from whatever way you approach it, right. As you, the, the branding, the, the colors, the, everything makes you feel you immediately identify and you immediately feel welcomed. It's a, you know, it's a very welcoming entrance. Um, and it's very easy to find it's pleasing, uh, that kind of stuff. So anyway, that's what I think. I think it's pretty, no, cool. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I couldn't agree more. And dude, something I'm really, I just think it's so cool is the way they incorporate the arrowhead with the missing point for point remove. And, you know, you and I both come from an area that has a lot of native American history. Uh, there's a lot of native American folks around there. And even though I, I I'm 0.0% native American, we already know this from our 23 and me stuff that we did. Um, I think it's really, while it's really sad and it breaks your heart, it's also for me really interesting to learn new stuff about that. And they do a good job about trying to incorporate some of that into the story because of uh, some of the, the Trail of Tears stuff that happened along this route. Um, where Moralton is, where Point Remove is, just north of the the Arkansas River. Uh, so, But to get back to my point, uh, back to my point, get it? <laughs> I can make wow. corny, I can make corny jokes even on a podcast. Um, <laughs> uh, you know what? I'll I'll be quiet for a second. Go ahead. <laughs> so one thing I've definitely got to mention here is the address to the brewery. It's at 102 South Crestlander Street in Moralton, Arkansas, seven two one one zero. And at this location, again, I got to talk about the outside of this place, Mike. It, it's killer. It's a huge space. I didn't count the seats, but I bet you can easily put 45 to 50 folks in the furniture they have. There's a space outside. Uh, it's, it's grassy, like a grassy area. If you wanted to bring a blanket up and just kind of sit down and, and hang out picnic style, you can absolutely do that. And uh, it's it's just a fantastic way to do things. So now that we know where the brewery is, right? You know it's not very far off of I-40. I think we need to uh, hear Delaney and Buck talk a little bit about the hours. And one of my favorite things ever, ever, Sunday brunch. <laughs> yeah, ever. Yeah. Point Remove is open Thursday through Sunday. Thursday and Friday, we're open 1 to 9. Saturday is 10 a.m. to 9 p.m. And then Sundays are 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. All right, yeah, so on Sundays, uh, you know, we're open from 10 to 6. Um, that's just kind of our laid-back day. We have a food truck out here on Sundays. They're usually set up by about 10.30, uh, serving brunch until about 2, 2.30. Uh, we have folks come out. We have mimosa specials, and, um, uh, you know, we also serve our, you know, our house-made charcuterie boards. We got our petty jean meats and cheeses, uh, you know, that people, are, you know, seem to enjoy quite a bit. Uh, but yeah, so Sundays is, you know, come out, you know, drink a mimosa, get some brunch, uh, just a real nice laid back vibe. So, you know, 
You can also check them out online, pointremovebrewingcompany.com. They're on Facebook at Point Remove Brews, and they're on Instagram at Point Remove Brewing. Right, so you can check them out there, and we encourage you to go check them out. They they have updates on different stuff. Um, you know, like you're talking about the outside of the building, and we talked a little bit about the inside with with the with the bar and stuff. But you walk inside; it's a, it's what I would call a medium sized tap room. Um, so you walk the front door. Uh, to your right is a is a few things of um, merchandise, right, and shelving for merch. Uh, to your left is a door um, that goes back into the brewing space and we'll talk about the brewing space here in a little bit, but <clears throat> then you look to the right again and you've got that cool bar and they've got all the taps there. Um, I think there's uh, nine or 10 beers on tap and a couple wines on tap. Right. Uh, so you can, you can check those out. Um, and, and we're not, we're, you know, we're not going to talk about wine too much, but uh, because this is a beer podcast, but Having the wine options pretty darn cool, I think, right? It is cool. Uh, yeah. yeah, and the fact that they, they make their own wine as well, and I believe they have a champagne that they make, and uh, I think it's super cool that they're diversified and have the skill set to do all those things. Champagne. But to bring us back, champagne, but this is a beer podcast. I, <laughs> I want to focus. It's cool that everyone knows they have those options. Yeah. But at the end of the day, this is a beer podcast, right? Right, yeah. So – yeah, you walk in. It's it's super cool. They got a they've got some seats around, or I don't I don't they didn't have seats around the bar uh, while we were there, and that may be due to COVID. But you can see where seats would be around the bar. They've got several high tops um, with three or four seats at each high top, and then uh, you know you got to go outside if you're going to be there. You know, go inside and enjoy that uh, patio area. Um, but one of the cool things I thought about uh, as we were there is the bathroom. You go in there and it's got. <laughs> It's got the urinal. That's an old Budweiser keg um, that they've cut out and whatnot. It's pretty funny. Um, so anyway, and then the building itself, right? It's an old Coca-Cola factory uh, that they've uh, they've retrofitted, if you will, to be a brewery, uh, to be the tap room and all that. And we got to tour it. So Buck took us on a tour um, just to just to show us the space and show us what all was going on. And we saw. We saw the, you know, the, the brewing system. We saw the fermentation vessels. We saw where they're doing some wine stuff and it's a big space, man. And, um, I know we're going to talk about the event stuff, uh, here in a little bit, but they've got an upstairs event space. That's uh, about the same size as the tap room. Right. And then they're working on another event space, event space in the back. And that's going to be even bigger. And, uh, that was under construction, if you will, while we were there. So we didn't get to check that out, but, um, Buck said it's going to be pretty darn cool. And after dude, you saw the upstairs event space after seeing that I'm pretty pumped to see what the big space is going to be all about. Cause that upstairs spot is pretty posh. Um, it kind of gives me like part of it feels like maybe like there's no cigar bar there, but like, it kind of feels like a cigar bar in one part of it. And then it kind of feels like a, like a high end, uh, wine beer, uh, bar at the other end. Right. And so it's got a good vibe, a good feel about it. Um, but one thing, so I, I'm kind of rambling, but I want to talk, I, I want to bring up a couple more things. We got some beer flights. We enjoyed our beer. Like we talked about the, the Petty Jean, the Black Jack and the Long Pool. We're going to talk a little bit, um, a little bit more here in a minute about the other ones, but you can get beer flights. Uh, if you're wanting beer to go, you can get crowlers, growlers and six packs. Um, and so how about this? Here's Delaney talking about the six packs 
and the beer you can get, you can grab, you can snag. If you just want to get in and get beer and go. And six packs, we offer our Blackjack and our Petty Jean Pilsner. We are working on getting our Raquel, which are our Muscadine wine and cans. We are working on labels right now, so I don't know when those are officially going to come out. We're trying to get them out around July, I believe, kind of for like floating and going out around the water. We do. Um, a lot of our business that we do is to go. They'll come in, find a beer they like, get something to go on Sundays when all the other liquor stores close. We do a lot of to-go sales. Uh, those are days where we'll probably sell like cases of beer or if they're local, we push um, the growlers more just because they can refill them. So whether you're going to sit and chill and get a flight or a pint, whether you're going to jump in, get a crowler, a growler, or a six pack to go, there's a lot to look forward to at Point Remove Brewing. We're going to talk about it a little bit more right after this break. Ray, you and I both love to travel. Something I love to do is visit national parks uh, and state parks, right? Sure, sure. What's your uh, what's one of your favorite parks? So my favorite park is Yellowstone. I yeah. absolutely love it. It's pretty iconic place. park. Very yeah. iconic. What's your favorite national park, Mike? I, I, I got to say it's probably the Grand Canyon. Uh, it's just the, the feeling you get when you look out across it is just amazing. It's incredible. Um, right. But so the reason I'm bringing this up is I, I just want to uh, cue everybody in to – a very cool nonprofit initiative called Parks and Pints, P-A-R-K-S-N-P-I-N-T-S. So Parks and Pints, it's combining our love for beer and combining our love for parks. They do a lot of different things to raise money to conserve, educate, and all that kind of stuff. And I just want to encourage everybody to go check them out. Uh, you can buy swag and support their cause and all that kind of stuff. It's at Parks and Pints on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And visit parksandpints.com. Welcome back, everybody. We are talking about Point Remove Brewery in Moralton, Arkansas. And Mike, you know what? I'm a foodie. You know this. True. And one thing I liked about Point Remove is they had options for me. So, <laughs> yeah. Which is, I, I like options. Uh, they have charcuterie boards available, which I'm a huge fan of. I love meat and cheese. Did you say uh, like Chattahoochee boards? No, charcuterie. Chattahoochee. Or ch they had Chattahoochee boards available, amongst other things. I've you know, I've heard nice, twenty different pronunciations of this word. Right, it, it's a it's a tough one to say. It's even harder to spell. And uh, when you're looking at a menu, it's like char chartreuse, and it's like no, it's it's not it's not a color of of of, of a fishing lure. No, a charcuterie board, a meat and cheese board. They have those available, and they have rotating food trucks. Yeah. It's one thing to have a rotator on tap, but when you have a steady stream of food trucks coming in to feed the people, that's stellar. So we know they've got the Sunday brunch. They've got charcuterie boards and food trucks. Yeah. Um, a lot of options. They, they have lots of options, and with those options, you need to have a lot of beers which we know they have. So a couple other of my favorites, uh, you know, like their Motown IPA. Oh, that was good. That was a fantastic yeah. beer. Uh, I know you're a stout guy. Yeah. The ironclad, the ironclad stout. Yeah, their ironclad stout had real good body about it. Um, so, you, you know, 
I'm all about having a thick body, I guess. I don't know if to, you know, how do you say that? But I like, I like the thicker beers. I like the beers that are, um, not chewy, but getting close. And, and so their stout had a good body about it. It was very tasty. Um, I felt like I could, uh, if it, especially when the winter comes, I could, I could really put down some ironclad. No, uh, same. Absolutely. But then they had the route, the route was a rowdy, 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 the rowdy, rowdy, red ale. Okay. I'm getting my merds yeah. mixed up. <laughs> it, it happens. Yeah. It does. But no, three more fantastic beers. Uh, I believe everyone, depending on your, you know, style of choice, but if you want to branch out and try something a little different, definitely the ironclad stout is, is the way to go. And that red, I'm a big fan of red ales. I really yeah. am. And they're spoke to, to my taste pros as well, Mike. Yeah. And, and you know, these are the, these are the six beers we tried. Um, the one thing like the ironclad stouts relatively new, the rowdy, rowdy red L I got to say that slower is something that's fairly new. So I think the other part of this is, you know, you got to drop in every now and then and try the new stuff. Absolutely. Right. So, you know, uh, Moralton has a house of wings. Did you know this? I did not know that. We, we, hot, Buffalo wings, hot wings is a food group in, in our world, right? It is. Absolutely is. Yeah. So Moralton has a restaurant called the Moralton house of wings and they deliver to point remove. I just had, I had oh. to make sure we got that in there. Wow. Yes, yeah. that's right. Yes. I re- you know, I remember hearing about that when we yeah. were there, but how cool is that? Like beer and wings are just, it's a match made in heaven. So the first time I went to Point Remove, we got House of Wings wings, House of Wings wings. Uh, and I don't, I can't remember what flavor I got, to be honest. It's, I always try to get the flavor that's most like the original Buffalo, Buffalo wing, Buffalo, right? Sure. And that's what I told him. I, I said, you know, I'm kind of a traditionalist. I don't need, uh, while I respect Asian zing and uh, Parmesan garlic and all these other flavors. They're all fine. I want to, I want to get the OG, right? And so they delivered it. I had terrific wings. I had terrific beer. It was a terrific day. Period. The end. The end. It's it's hard to top that. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. I interrupted you. No, no, that's uh, that's actually a a good segue, Mike. Um, What I want to know, and it's these things like this, right? that we really need to, to help the people that are traveling in understand these options that are available. And there's other things around um, that you can do while you're there, right? Yeah. So, I mean, the the most popular one is what locals call Petit Jean. It looks like Petit Jean. If you look it up on the map, they, they pronounce it Petit Jean. It's a state park. It's a CCC era state park. It's the first state park in Arkansas. It's the crown jewel of the state park system. And it's located like, I don't know, 10 minutes away from Moralton, right? So Moralton is just off of I-40. Moralton sits between I-40 and the Arkansas River. Uh, so it's just off of I-40. It's just north of the Arkansas River. Petty Jean is just south of the Arkansas River and a little bit west. And so they've got some terrific trails there. they got a lot of cool stuff to see. Um, we're talking like killer waterfalls, some awesome trails for hiking and biking. Uh, so a lot of people go visit there and then they, they're coming back, uh, hitting I 40 or to go wherever they're going. And then they can hit 
point remove on the way. So they get a lot of traffic in and out of there, right? Just uh, west of there, they've got Hollow Bend National Wildlife Refuge. Um, and even, even beyond that, they've got a couple of lakes. So, you know, you've got Lake Conway that's not too far away, Lake Dardanelle that's not too far away. There's a lot of stuff to do. This is the natural state, right? There's a lot of stuff to do pretty darn close. If you want to venture out just a little bit more, you got like Mount Nebo, uh, Lake Dardanelle State Park, um, stuff like that. So there's a lot to do pretty close. And, 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 uh, you can hang out in downtown Moralton. Um, but you know what, you know, we, t- we actually talked to Buck and I want to, I want to, I want to insert that clip of stuff. He, he says that we can go check out. Yeah. So we get a lot of folks coming in here, um, uh, after they get done hiking at Petty Jean, uh, it's just a few miles from the brewery itself. Uh, you know, we got one of our, uh, house staples, the Petty Jean Pilsner, uh, you know, goes well with a lot of those folks that have just gotten off the mountain. Uh, or just out and about, you know, checking out downtown Moralton. Um, they're starting to get a lot of businesses down there opening up. So we're starting to get a lot of more people into Moralton, uh, you know, which is the ideal um, that, you know, we're, you know, we're glad to help be a part of uh, just getting people coming out and checking out Moralton. Uh, you know, we do a lot of stuff with uh, Big Cuppa uh, Coffee House in downtown Moralton. Uh, you know, they provide a lot of our uh, syrups for our, uh, you know, our wine cocktails that we do. And, and actually, we're providers on the coffee for our coffee porter uh, that we did a while back. But, uh, yeah, we like getting those folks coming in from all over, you know, mainly, you know, Russellville and Conway, uh, just getting out for the afternoon and, you know, checking out a new town that's uh, relatively close by for them. And, you know, on top of that, Ray, what about the local community? They're really responding well to Point Remove, right? No, absolutely. And I want to hear Delaney talk about that just a little bit. So we're going to slide into a quick you know, piece that she had to say about just that. We opened up in September. Um, a lot of people are really liking it. I thought that Moralton was kind of a unique place to put it. We're between two dry counties, so we get a lot of people down from Russellville, Conway, Petty Jean is where we get a lot of people. And with that, we know what the brewery does for the community, but you know, moving forward, here she is with some things on how Moralton is responding to the brewery. Um, Moralton is excited that it's here. It's something to do. You can sit outside. We have a giant patio. We have food trucks. So our food menu, as far as food trucks, is always changing. People like that to change up. And another thing I particularly like, and this is something, Mike, and we've talked about on our own podcast even, is uh, the culture in in breweries that they're family-friendly environments. And here we have Buck talking about just that thing. Yeah, so one of the things that you know like about the tap room is we are uh, really family friendly. Um, you know, you can bring your kids in here and hang out on our patio. We've got a nice large outdoor patio, tons of seating, uh, and a big lawn to kind of just bring your lawn chairs or quilts and sit on the lawn, have a drink, hang out. You know, a couple you know tap room games. We got some you know Connect Four, some Bago or Cornhole, whatever you may call it. Uh, but yeah, we bring kids, bring whole family out. Uh, you know, we like to always have something available for everybody. So we got, you know, soft drinks and water for, you know, the kids and um, food for the family that's not in drinking. And then we, you know, we got our beers and wines for those folks that are coming out wanting to, you know, experience the brewery. So Mike, with all of that, um, I mean, it's just an incredible place. But you, you kind of touched on this lightly a little bit, and not really lightly, but we talked about the parlor upstairs and some other stuff. Um, but can you really give us a, a deeper dive into like the event space and some maybe events that they have going on? Yeah, sure. So like, you know, you, you walk into the tap room and to the left or immediately to your left is a door. 
you walk up a flight of stairs and you turn right and you just, you, you are opened up into this spot, this cool space, right? They've got some, some cool chairs. They've got a small little platform for some live music. And we'll talk about some of the events they have here in just a second, but they got a little platform. Um, if you look over, they've got several tables with chairs. so You can chill with your friends. And then if you kind of swing to your left, there's a couple high top tables and a small bar up there. And I think there's like four taps up there so they can have a bartender pouring beers up there. And then, uh, you know, they, they also, uh, kind of in that same little, if you're in the same spot and you keep kind of wiggling around, there's a big window that looks into the brew house. And so, uh, you can check that out. Uh, if they're actively doing stuff, um, while you're there, you can see that even if not, you can see all the tanks and all the, the goings on back there. Right. And that's, that's their first event space. And I, I would say, what does it hold? Like 30 people? I would say it's a 30 to 40. At least that many. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Um, and you know, we talked to Delaney and we talked to Buck about some of the stuff they did. They have live music, they do wine tastings. Um, they had, they had a food pairings. Uh, so they have food pairing with wine, food pairing with, uh, beer. Um, they work with some of their local vendors, whether it be food trucks or local restaurants to do that. Um, and they look forward to having other events now. So here it is. They've only been open for a little over a year. Right. Right. Um, so with that, they they haven't had like a full opportunity to um, have events and everything due to COVID. So they're just kind of, it's kind of good timing. They're starting to really open up what they're doing with their event space, just as uh, the state is opening up and allowing more of that kind of stuff. So they talked about, you know, uh, trivia, music, uh, other kind of cool stuff. However, or not however, in addition to... They've got that back area we talked about, and you and I didn't get to check that out. Uh, we were we were kind of trying to charge through there and do some other stuff, um, and they said it was under construction. I look forward to going back and checking it out. Is that event space in the back? And Delaney, I think, was the one that said it's going to be like super awesome. It's going to be a much bigger venue, so for bigger parties. Um, so like if you're having like a, a wedding rehearsal dinner or a, a larger meeting of some sort, it's going to be for bigger groups. And I think that's something that a lot of these places need. These Some of these, Moralton probably could really use a little bit bigger gathering space like that, right? Yeah, absolutely we, right. You and I have talked about this at other breweries, man. The, these breweries that have event spaces, uh, once the word gets out, they are more popular uh, because of it. And I, so I think it's a good idea. And, you know, in there, they because it's that old Coca-Cola bottling plant that was just gigantic anyway, They've got plenty of space. Um, so again, both, both Buck and Delaney talked about like how they're looking forward to having like different events on site. Uh, now that things are opening up now that we're moving into the summer months. Uh, but I think it'd be cool. I think they're going to have some cool live music coming up. Um, uh, you know, we both follow them on social media and whatnot. So, um, I, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to turn in to be a happening place, right? Absolutely. I agree. And just kind of as, you know, just to start to wrap things up a little bit, Mike, I've got to circle back and remind folks to check out Point Remove on Facebook at Point Remove Brews. Find them on Instagram at Point Remove Brewing. And of course, check out their website, pointremovebrewingcompany.com. There again, you can find a list of what food trucks are coming in and when, what events they have coming up and when. You can find the brewery hours. Of course, and uh, a bigger deal is find out what's on the rotator, right? 
those small batches that they're coming out with. Uh, some of those things you can only get at the brewery for a short amount of time. And the best way to find that information, obviously, is social media and their website. So I want to encourage you guys to to pull over if you're driving, do it safely, um, and and hit them up online. All right. So I know we need to kind of wrap this up. I want to summarize some things here. Number one, point removing is pretty accessible. It's right off of I-40. It's just a couple minutes off of exit 108. So if you're coming either from the west or from the east, it's it's easy to get to. Two, they have some really nice, seriously genuine folks working there. Everybody was so cool. Three, they have really good beer. We enjoyed every beer we had. Um, we had those six, six different beers. They're going to have a couple more that are going to be coming on, like you said, like with the rotator. And then finally, the place itself. It's just a cool place. It's it's nice to go enjoy and see a new brewery space. And I really enjoyed that. I know you, you talked a lot about it as well. We just had a good time. And we've been to a few breweries now. And by a few, I mean a lot. We've been to a lot of breweries. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> so... We, I don't know, like it makes, it still makes me feel good when I feel at home and I felt at home and I felt welcomed. And I think that's super important. Ray, I'll let you take it from here. All right. Thank you everybody for listening to this awesome episode of the Arkansas Beer Cast. Be sure to check out other episodes that we have. We're going to have a whole lot more of those. And I want to just say a quick thank you to the Arkansas Brewers Guild for this collaborative effort. And remember to check out hashtag drink beer. Hashtag drink AR beer. Please look that up while you're pulled over checking out the social medias for Point Remove. And uh, please, please, please don't drink and drive, but do drink local. And we will catch y'all in another episode of the Arkansas Beer Cast. Adios. Thank you for joining us on the Arkansas Beer Cast. Be sure to explore more episodes and get your brewery passport stamped as you discover all the breweries of Arkansas. The Arkansas Beer Cast is a collaborative project with the Arkansas Brewers Guild and Craft Beer Bucket List. You can find the Arkansas Brewers Guild at ArkansasBrewersGuild.com and we encourage you to find Craft Beer Bucket List wherever you get your podcasts.